son. Where'd you find this? You are now listening to Podcast 42, the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. What are you doing? What are you looking at? Yes, I wish. I wish we had the budget to send you on that cruise. No, no, you sent me on it. You sent me with business cards. You didn't pay for it. You just sent me on the cruise to do stuff. Free labor. It worked well. You were like, here's an oversized t-shirt and business cards. Spread the word. Was it oversized? I thought it was too small. No, it was oversized. Oh, that's right. It was oversized. (laughs) Yeah. It's a night shirt. It is. (laughs) I walked around the cruise just wearing the shirt. Nothing else. (laughs) Yes. You should have worn the shirt and some tidy whities I'd be Um, like, I'm ready for bed. I tried convincing your wife to make me a Speedo for the cruise, but I didn't give her enough notice. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's ever made a Speedo before. That's fine. We're going to do wrestling shorts next time that just say Podcast 42 all over and I'm going to wear the shirt with it. Oh, that'll be cool. Who's the one wrestler that wears like the one long pant leg and then his other leg is bare oh Zack Ryder did that did he yeah he only wears that was the trunks now but yeah that was weird that was really weird and if he was out in the sun he'd have one burnt leg and one normal leg yep well on that note wrestler's tan it's time for (laughs) podcast 42 I'm Christopher DeVos I'm Nicole Fasone JL Trose and I'm Faraz hey and we're back to full strength and let's go right into JL's beer cooler JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink. Yeah. All right, Faraz actually stocked this beer cooler. Long story short, uh, it's a heavy feeling beer because you weren't here, and then everything got cursed on the show. So we're doing this. This episode's really late. As to when it was supposed to be released. Because it was supposed to be a three-man show. Yes. <laughs> it was supposed to be a Halloween show. <laughs> but we're doing it as a Thanksgiving show. I was going to say, can we throw some turkeys out the window now, too? <laughs> so what did you put in the beer cooler for the week that JL wasn't here, although he's here now? I brought Infinite Ale Works into the Dark Roast, an Imperial Coffee Stout, because both Chris and Nicole like coffee stouts. And the label looked very Halloween-esque. Mm-hmm. The only way to drink a stout, in my opinion, is to throw mug. lots of coffee flavor into it. Oh, I thought you were going to say in a mug, like a chilled mug. I was expecting him to say that too, and I was like, mm, that would have been smart. I like how it fits with the pirate theme that I was talking to you about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never expect anything from me. Ooh. Uh, that didn't come expect out right. Expect the unexpected, just like Big Brother. <gasps> there has been some drama with a past housemate. We have to talk about that later. Have you? I saw that Christmas. Saw yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. I we'll talk. the show was over. It's never over. It's, it's it will be on forever. Always ongoing. Well, I'm going to give this label a six. That's a nice label. I do enjoy this label. Nice so, color to it. <laughs> at the end of the episode, we will rate this. So, um, this was... We're going to do Creepy Pasta Theater tonight. Yay. Now, originally, this was supposed to be released for Halloween. Oh. 
But then um, we had a guest on, um, Cremo, and then we were going to do this show after he left. Um, JL wasn't here. He was on a cruise with wrestlers. He was wrestling them. He threw most of them overboard. Am I, am I wrong on this? You're a little wrong. Okay. I tried throwing one over. They He's, almost threw him over, uh, I heard. Oh, yeah, they could. <laughs> <laughs> so I drank with a bunch of them. We we're going to do the episode with Cremo, and Cremo was going to take off, and we were going to do this creepypasta episode, and then I was going to release it on Halloween Day. However, after the Cremo show, Cremo's car got towed because apparently... <laughs> <laughs> In my neighborhood, you can't park on the even side of the street, although I didn't know this. And my neighbors didn't know this because I asked them, and a tow truck came and towed his car away while we were uh, talking over Cramo's life. So he leaves the show, goes outside, um, comes back in. Feel, but, feeling all good, you know? Good yeah, interview. he's like, oh, yeah, like, good everything, show. Everything's good, some more exposure. Had fun. He drank some beers. Mm-hmm. He comes back in and he goes... My it's car gone. is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was unfortunate. I'm like, ooh. So that was a mess. He thought it was stolen. Um, yeah. I probably would have too. Yeah, I thought it was stolen too. The one time you're relieved that your code, your car got towed. <laughs> that was a mess, but it all got worked out. So tonight we are going to do our Halloween slash Thanksgiving episode. Which side of the street are you on? I'm on the odd side. Oh, good. Okay. So you can park, park behind me. Yeah. Park, okay. Yeah. Good. You can park on my side of the street all day long. You can't park on the even side, even in the daytime. You can't park out there. That's crazy. They'll come tow you as well. Mm-mm-mm. So if you're unfamiliar with creepy pastas, creepy pastas is the internet version of a horror story, and some of them are real horrors to read. Probably their most notable thing to come out of creepypasta that has gotten the most attention is the slender man because of those girls i can't remember what state they were in I don't know. delaware florida oregon it what, wouldn't be surprised if it was no i think it was no somewhere. they went into the woods it's definitely not florida it was somewhere no there are woods in florida would you really want to go in them uh these people who are trying to kill an innocent girl would i mean have you been to ocala forest no. Come on. No, there's probably a good reason. Yeah, because people get killed there. Bass gators. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Slender Man became kind of notable because he was on Creepypasta and these two teenage girls lured another girl that they were classmates with into the forest and uh, stabbed her repeatedly because they wanted to impress the Slender Man, who is a fictional character in a story on the Creepypasta website. But the girl survived, and those two teenage girls who tried to kill her are in jail for a very, very long time. But that's how Creepypasta kind of, I think... Gained. Yeah, he was one of them. If you, if you didn't know what it was, you heard about it because of that story. But he was making... Uh, he was getting big before then. Yeah? he's He was in video games and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. But I, like... For people who don't play the video games, like I had never heard of Creepypasta and then I heard about this news story and then I started to kind of figure out where it was and what it was. Yeah, Slender Man and there's one other one that's kind of big that usually if you haven't read Creepypastas, you might know. It's one where they... There's a, it's called like the Russian sleep experiment and they drug all these people up and stick them in a dark room and they can't sleep. And then they all go crazy. That's another big one that's kind of made the rounds in Slender Man. Those are probably the two more famous ones. 
Hmm. But tonight we're going to read some less than famous ones. Oh, I'm excited. So these are garnished we, from all over the internet. Should we'll, we turn off the lights? The only light you'll have is my coaster. Then you won't be able <laughs> to. No, there's a table light. We've got the Star Wars light somewhere. That one? The, the last Star, time we did that, you said it was too dark and you couldn't read. Yeah, you're not going to be able was, to read in the dark. I was trying to set the mood, okay? Chris is reading the sequel to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yes, this is called Darkness in the Rear View Mirror. In the summer of 2013, I found myself driving home alone on Highway 192 from a party. It was almost midnight, and needless to say... (laughs) You like that I changed it to a Florida road? I did. It was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. Well, I guess it won't fix. 192 would never be pitch black. Nope. Uh, You're covered from Point Sienna. It was pitch black. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. As was unusual at night... As was usual at night, I was on edge. I had the radio off and could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tires on pavement and the dull hum of the engine. I stole a glance into the middle rear view mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the black back window. I knew, I know that I, I can't read. You can't, I can't talk. You're cursed. You're cursed. I'm cursed. That'll be the second show. <laughs> I know that I looked backward and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just the seamless, endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not 10 seconds later, a car passed me to the left. (laughs) Headlights on. You like my car sound? That was pretty convincing. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes, like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window when it's just a tree. And when you start awake at night with the feeling of falling. 10 seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly a car. I drove the rest of the way home, shivering and knowing something was off. The next morning, I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was on the left rear. One was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but that was the first time that I distinctly remember seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility one, by some glitch in reality or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror, like some weird ghost crap or something. (laughs) However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility two, the car was normal. It had approached me from the rear and passed me to my left. However, something large and wide and as black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the sides. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me. Dun, dun, dun. I think the car was just old. It was probably just old. She drove it home. Um, was Was that something sexual? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the car must have been old, but I'll tell you that will never be Faraz's car because he inspects his car for scratches every time he gets in his car. The moment he got so, home. So, yes. So, he would never arrive home and be like, "Where did these scratches come from?" Like he would know before he got in his car that there were no scratches. Yeah, I got a, another I got a friend at work who's like that, like Faraz, and he parks his car like 500 miles away from work and then sometimes I gotta drive him to his car because <laughs> it's so far away and I'm like you're gonna walk all that way to your car we just did eight hours 
Yeah. All right. You're next, Nicole. My turn. All right. This story is called Instant Messaging. It all started on the 14th night of March, the night of my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. It was a wonderful sunny day, if memory serves, surprisingly warm for the beginning of the spring. The beautiful weather was perfect for the atmosphere of the day. Being married for 20 years is obviously a momentous occasion, so my parents had booked a table at our favorite Italian restaurant. The Olive Garden. Don't, don't, don't degrade me. Come on. Where well, you're, you're your family. family. Huh? <laughs> what? What did you all say? Where well, your family. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> of course, this was a formal occasion, so I had my best dress on. I'm changing that from suit to you dress. You could have had a pantsuit. I could, but I would prefer... You could have been a lesbian. But I'm not. You could have Dana Scullied it. But I wasn't. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Leslie, yep. uh... Leslie, whatever. nope. Yeah. All famous lesbians. <laughs> They're not lesbians. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Rachel Maddow. Maddow? Maddow. Oh, that's Maddow. a famous one. <laughs> what time was it? It was 5.33, <laughs> and I was just straightening my tie when my phone went off. You were wearing a tie with your dress? That's I was. amazing. <laughs> my phone went off. I'd received a message. That's strange, I thought. That never happens. Ac- calls accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I checked the message. It was from my mom. It was quite a jumble of numbers and letters, but though the... Uh, through the vocabulary stew, I could make out the eligible, ineligible. Legible. I can't read any better than pants oh, tonight. We're all cursed. <laughs> I could make out the legible phrase, please help me. It should go without saying that this worried me greatly, so I immediately replied, Are you okay? Just as instantly, I got another text which reads, Oops, pocket text. I sighed with all the relief I had and continued to prepare myself for dinner. A few minutes later, I received yet another message, this time from my dad. I checked the text. Once again, it was a massive mixture of letters and numbers with the phrase, please help me, concealed within. Creepy though this was, my dad was always a joker, so I presumed he was just joking around until I was sent another text saying, oops, pocket text. Now that started panic. Pure, unmistakable panic. Exactly half a minute passed when I received the exact same message from my sister. This could not be coincidental. It just couldn't. In a state of sheer anxiety, I started to run to the restaurant. I made it about a quarter of the way before I was stopped by a police officer. Main road's closed, he said. Huge car crash. This was the exact moment I realized just what had happened. I demanded to see the wreckage, a a request I'm surprised was allowed. When I got there, it wasn't the remnants of the car that caught my eye. Not the flames billowing from the destroyed vehicle. No, I was horrified to see the lifeless corpses of my mother, father, and sister. I asked for the estimated time of their deaths. All three of them were killed instantly by the collision at 5.32. So precise. So exactly a minute before I got the first text message that's right from my mom you got text messages from ghosts <gasps> she wanted to know why you were wearing a dress and a tie <laughs> <laughs> clearly she works at the olive garden <laughs> are you really gonna wear that while we have never-ending pasta bowl <laughs> is this the one you want in jail no that's no that, that's right. the next ones untitled 
What's it called? Untitled. <laughs> so what's it called? <laughs> Untitled. You really need to come up with a title. My eyes open. Darkness. Silence. Slowly, my eyes adjust. Where am I? This was the first question that popped into my mind. It was quickly answered by a shady figure, but that just made more questions. We are here. I could start to make out the figure. Although it was blurry, just hold on. A calm but shaky voice said. It was a woman's voice. My hands were numb and covered in blood. A light, a blinding light, appeared from a broken window. The light made it easy to see. I was in a mansion. The woman wanders into another room, and I heard shouting. She came back with bandages and slowly put them around my head. I tried getting up, but failed. A man comes out of the back room with a blood-covered baseball bat in his left hand. So he's alive, says the man. Surprisingly, after you hit him, Hey, I thought he was turning. Have you been able to find Emily? Says the woman to change subject. No, she, she's still missing. Kid, get up, she says to me. I slowly get up. The man shakes hands with me. I, I'm Jason. Sorry for breaking the rules. What rules? I remember now. Open the door. Get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. <laughs> that's, that's how it was written. <laughs> what? That's how it was written. How is that a horse? I don't know. That's how it was written. Uh, that's the ending. I don't know. Bro, Chris. I don't know. <laughs> that was taken from a creepypasta website. That's Nothing's been altered. That's exactly what somebody wrote. Oh, Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, not all creepy pastas are good. You said it was like an online horror story. Yeah, mm. that was horrific at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love the title for this one. Yes. The Fat Ghost. <laughs> that sounds like a story your kid would tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, except you'd be like, Da, Fat Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> This story is true. Do not call fake. Because it is as real as you and me. I think my kid wrote this. <laughs> so once I was sleeping, but then I heard something in my closet. So I opened it. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. A skeleton came out and said, Run, he coming. I run I wondered who was coming. But then a fat ghost came and said, Boom! <laughs> Then I peed me pants. So the ghost got mad. A pirate wrote this. (laughs) But I got a vacuum and sucked him in. (laughs) What? I was bored at my house. But suddenly a zombie was getting attacked. Uh I sliced his head off and there was hyper-realistic blood. (laughs) I was really mad because it stained my carpet and walls. And even worse, there was also hyper-realistic guts and insides. The fat ghost come out again, and I eated the last donut, so he gets real madder and tried possessing me, but I sucked him in the vacuum again. And then Buddha slept me for eating the last donut. What? <laughs> that was written by a child. It was written by a child. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> 
I don't. Ooh. I was trying really hard to keep my composure reading that. It was really hard. It was written by a pirate, not by a kid. Me can't read that anymore. <laughs> Ralph oh. Wiggum wrote that. Yeah, Ralph Wiggum did it. Totally. <laughs> All right. You gotta get back Brrr. in the scary mood. <laughs> this next one's called Dead Car Dealership. Hello. Something disgusting and creepy happened to me when I bought my first car. Here's what happened. I still remember it like it was yesterday. I was always eager to know what it felt like behind the wheel. That feeling when the cold wind catches and unravels your hair. The thrill of launching down the highway, dreaming that nothing can ever stop you. That is why when I finally passed driving school, my parents tried their best to earn enough money to buy me a new car. They ended up buying me a four-seat Toyota. Scary. <laughs> Which wasn't so bad compared to the poor people that had no cars. Oh, <laughs> well, that's nice of them to acknowledge. My parents quickly signed all the paperwork, and in half an hour, I was proudly holding the car keys in my hand. My parents told me that I could test out my car by driving it home. My first drive! Yay! Oh, that's scary. Then they got into their car and started to drive home carefully. I waved to them when they passed by and they waved back. The next second, they were gone. I got into my new car and leaned back to test how relaxing the leather seats were. I noticed that there was one spot that felt like there was something poking out of the seat. I ignored it and started the engine. Besides, when I closely inspected the seat, I saw nothing poking out. I just blamed it on the stress and started to drive home. A few days went by and everything was normal. I drove my car almost everywhere. Everything was perfect with it. The engine never failed to start. The brake and gas pedals never failed me when I stepped on them. The only uh, issue... I'm like a Toyota right there. <laughs> the... Hey, they never stop. <laughs> <laughs> the only issue I had with the car was that now the thing poked out of the seat felt closer. I couldn't explain it. It was like the thing was trying to get out of the seat. But how was this possible? I decided to get to the bottom of this once and for all. I really wished I didn't. I got a razor from my bathroom and ran down to the garage. I knew this would forfeit my insurance, but I didn't care. I really needed to know what was hurting my back so much. I cut into the leather over and over. Finally, once it was loose enough, I quickly ripped and threw the leather onto the ground. What I saw next almost made me vomit on the spot. Inside the leather, right in the middle of the seat, was a decayed human corpse. It was gruesomely cut into pieces. It was revolting. I could see its organs sticking out, its lifeless eyes still staring at me. I fainted one month later. So that's why I'm writing this to you now, to warn you. Always check every inch of your car before buying it. You never know what could be hidden inside underneath its surface. So cut your leather seats open. And just, <laughs> just to make sure. Oh, come on. Who has leather seats in Florida? It's true. Somebody really wants leather seats in Florida. I've always had leather until now. <laughs> you lived in Canada. Uh, Did they not have leather seats in Canada? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I just, anytime that I had leather seats in Florida, I'm like, eh, it gets really, really hot. And then I just. And then you stick to the seat. Yeah. I never I, had any of these problems with any of my other seats. Except your leather seat. Well, I'll tell you this yeah. much. Here's the thing. I feel like the reason why a guy wouldn't have that problem is because guys don't wear short shorts like girls wear short shorts. Uh, hello. 
Those are yeah, but you you still have leggings on underneath your short shorts right now, nice? so you still are not. Are they really nice? We they, wear short shorts. So they wear short shorts. The girl wears short shorts, and she's sitting down on the scalding hot leather. I think you're missing the point. There was a dead body in the seats. We, I, How did you not smell it? That's true. Yeah, especially in the hot hot summer Isn't leather. Look how smooth that is. Right. Next creepy the story. The next one Ooh. is called Bluttery the Killer. Oh, I know that person. Bluttery was a very kind and beautiful girl until the day she became insane. <laughs> one day, Bluttery, which, what kind of name is Bluttery? That just sounds like somebody who's going to go real insane name's eventually. It's German. Oh, okay. That makes sense. One day, Bluttery woke this up... This is the Britney Spears story from 2008. <laughs> <laughs> she woke up to her mother telling her to wake up. Yes, that's a redundant sentence, but moving on. She got up and walked to school. She was very pretty, so people were pretty jealous of her. She went to school, and the four girls who always bully her came up and said, You're so fat. One of the girls called Christina said... Your hair is so dry and ugly. The other girl called Nanima Nanima said, Everyone hates you, the third and fourth girl said. Who have no names. (laughs) No names. (laughs) They're the ones who are going to die first. She was really sad, but she ignored them. Buttery had beautifully colored ginger hair, and she was a, a very toned body. She also has clear hazel eyes. She walked into her school and went to her locker. She heard people talking about this guy named Jeff. She knows he's a f- he was a famous and hot creepypasta, so she started eavesdropping. Appa- eavesdropping. Eavesdropping, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I- Apparently, five girls were also fangirling over him, desperate to make some friends. She went there and asked them to be her friend. But they rejected her because her name was very edgy and cringy. <laughs> she loved it, and her parents also loved it. When school ended, she came home to greet her mother, father, and her dog, who was named Mark. Mark! The dog has a normal name. How lucky for the dog. Bluttery, this is your new dog, Mark. <laughs> I love you, Mark. Bluttery. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, she brought her dog to school for show and tell. But when the four girls saw her and her dog, they started beating up her dog. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, stop! Buttery cried as she fell on the ground. She cried as she as she fell on the ground, but they kept beating up her dog. When she glanced at her dog, she realized it was almost dead. Then she snapped. She took out her pepper spray bottle in her pocket and sprayed it all at the leader's eyes. The leader fell on the ground and the, the rest of the Christina. girls screamed. Um... Well, Christina was the first one mentioned, so she's girl number one, so I'm going to assume that it was All right, good. Otherwise, because it's the then, one whose name you can't say. Or yeah, the, the no-name one. <laughs> it's Nanima. Fell on the ground, and the rest of the girls screamed. Bluttery then ran away to somewhere so that no one would see her, obviously. Doesn't want to get in trouble. People then gathered around the fallen girl and called an ambulance. The next day, the police went to her house and attempted to arrest her, but she grabbed a kitchen knife and quickly and dodged all of their bullets and finished them. Finish them! (laughs) That's what I was thinking. 
She turned to her parents and said, no witnesses, and killed them. <laughs> she then went to the kitchen, but was surprised to see a wild Jeff standing there. <laughs> Out of his natural habitat. Smiling at her with his already carved smile. Oh my God, Jeff, what are you doing here? Bluttery asked, and Jeff confessed his love to her. I've been watching you for months, and we seem like the perfect match, Jeff confessed. A picture of Bluttery. So will you marry me, Jeff added. OMG, of course, Bluttery replied. They started killing together. But once Bluttery got stabbed in the eyes accidentally, (laughs) so now she's blind, and she accidentally... (laughs) slit her mouth so she can't speak anymore but it's okay they still kissed and had two beautiful children named Nina and Cleo (laughs) quotations uh, uh, brackets newspaper reports two mysterious murderers had been going on have been going on a huge killing spree we recommend you sleeping in the basement (laughs) the end Parentheses. She also killed her billy, her bullies. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> These are scary stories from the internet. Scary. These are children. These are These scary. These are children writers. Children should not be listening to For this us, show right now. You're a writer. What do you? What? What's your? I don't take think on? children listen to our show at all. That's oh, no. fine. That's fine. But for us, you're a writer. What's your assessment on these storytellings? Everyone seems to be enjoying it, so I guess it serves its purpose. <laughs> I think they're pretty entertaining. That's all that counts. You know, there's yeah. a reason why there are four Sharknado movies. Oh, there's my God. six, isn't there? I try not to count some of them. Okay. Ooh, there are also ooh. a lot of Terminator movies, though, JL. <laughs> yes, and Fair. I don't count some of them either. <laughs> I'm going to do this one. You get the next one. Okay. We're did, gonna... you, did you read this one ahead of time? No. Oh, you just like the name? Yeah. Okay. And the last one seemed more of a Faraz story to tell. Okay. Just by the title. What's the name of this one? Channel Future. Have you ever heard of a show called Sharing Your Future? Nope. Of course you haven't. (laughs) You don't watch anything. I'm the only person unlucky enough to stumble across such a strange show and Podcast 42. It all started with a simple sleepover with a couple of friends at my house, but it ended up turning into a nightmare. Don't try to help me. It's too late. I have to write this down before they break in and murder me. Farewell. I'm sorry, it's scary. Yeah. We were watching my brand new Ultra 4K Smart TV on the couch in the living room when the lights started flashing on and off, off and on, on and off. It was a power outage, and judging by the sudden darkness, it was a big one. That's what she said. You know it. Since we couldn't watch TV until the power outage was fixed, they went down to the local supermarket to get us some refreshing ice-cold drinks because my fridge was broken. That's why I was surprised when I heard the TV suddenly turn on with a click. How the... Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) I turned around and the TV was showing static. Like when you try to watch a channel that had no signal. Or you put in the tape from the ring. Or you're trying to watch the nudie movies and all that. But your TV doesn't go that high because, you know, it's still an old TV. I stared at the TV waiting for something else to happen, but nothing did. Even after I waited for five whole minutes. It's a long time. It is a long time for watching Static. A thought suddenly floated up from the depths of my mind. The remote. Of course. The TV wasn't going to act on its own. Oh my god. I quickly grabbed it from the table and started to surf the channels. Some feeling in my gut told me to go to channel zero. I obeyed that feeling without even thinking twice 
and press zero on the remote. I got something all right. The channel was working perfectly, unlike all the other static channels. The show was called Sharing Your Future. It appeared to be some sort of talk show. There was a woman facing the TV. Upon seeing me, she said in a taunting voice, You, do you want to know your future? It was Dion Warwick. Call <laughs> <Hold> me now! <laughs> I thought it was some sort of game, so I replied, Yeah, tell me my future. Upon hearing me, the woman grimmed evilly. (laughs) Grimed. (laughs) I think that's supposed to be grinned. It was. I was slightly creeped out by this, but I shrugged it off. The woman then said something disturbing. You will die a quick, painless death on October 5th. 2019 at exactly midnight. A picture of what appeared to be three gunmen kicking down the door to a house flashed on screen. Enjoy the time you have left. The TV then overheated and shut itself off. My heart was beating rapidly at this point. I was dreading to check the date in case it was today. Once I gathered some courage, I quickly checked the date on my phone. I almost screamed in terror. Today was October 4th. 2019. Dun, dun, dun. That was when I realized I'd forgotten to check the time. With all the hope I had left, I looked at the time. My heart almost stopped. It was currently 11.59 p.m. What she, happened next? She died. Oh. On the best day of the year. I mean, guess. <laughs> Why is that your birthday? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. This is you because you're the only one who uses the postal service around here. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> only when there are bagels involved. <clears throat> this one is called The Cursed Stamp of Death. What's a, what's a <laughs> During the chaos of the last presidential election campaign. Oh boy. I don't. This is a horror story already. <laughs> a commemorative stamp was created in 500,000 copies. I know what you're thinking, but it does not depict either of the two candidates. Instead, it shows a turd and a douche. No, that's not what it says. That's what South Park would say. A turd oh. and no, a douche. No, it was a turd sandwich. <laughs> and, um. Oh, I don't remember. A turd and a douche. No, it was a turd sandwich and, uh. Douche douche mon- bag, right? Douche monster? I don't know. Something douche. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just remember turd sandwich. Instead, it showed an image that is chaos itself. And seeing that image causes you many nasty things like seizure, hallucinations, madness, and loss of sexual appetite. Oh, no. Seeing wow, it. Wow, this is the worst infomercial I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> seeing it, however, doesn't cause death. So it's unknown why it's called that way. But make no mistake, since the stamp is indeed cursed and change appearance as it travels from one to another, doubling the danger to receiving it and not knowing what it actually is. Overall, it's not a big deal. However, since with emails and telephones, no one really uses mail anymore. In scene because there is nothing. You don't have to worry because no one mails anymore. Don't worry about this whole story. Don't even worry about. I sent you the stamp of death, but the postal service lost it. Yeah, my mail is going through so many forwardings. I'm not surprised that they lost it. And the last one is for Roz. Give a little, take a little. Give a little bit. Do you have something you want? Give a little bit. Something you wish for, but simply cannot find, or are too embarrassed to go out and get. 
or something that's simply illegal to acquire in your country. Like marijuana. Um, no, that wasn't what I was thinking. <laughs> what were you thinking? I was going to help Chris out with his habit. What's my habit? Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Well, Chris. That's why I have no middle part There's a nose. website titled Give a Little, Take a Little. Tell me about it. Where is it located? It's located somewhere within the depths of the internet. Well, that doesn't help much. That can help you, actually, friend. <laughs> but there is no real, easily accessible link to it. You must find it on your own. It's well worth it, though. Most of you who have visited say they found it on what is called the Deep Web. The unindexed part of the internet. But there have been reports of it being found on popular websites and, after a page turn... Like porn Forums. <laughs> Scary. If you want to attempt to visit the website, you're going to have to know of its existence... Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> then you must make an active search. No finding it by chance. The link can usually be found on websites dealing with buying and selling. So auction websites, warehouse sites, such as Amazon.com, <laughs> but better chances come with lesser known sites as corporations usually delete the link when it surfaces. And even product review websites. Wow, you find a spl- you can find it everywhere. The link will most likely be located in the comment section, under an anonymous po- anonymous poster, or hidden within the website's interface archives, or just the fine print. Who reads the fine print? And how can you? Why get a- won't it read? <laughs> how can you get a poster on a website? No, that was a real what? question. You, uh, I think it's referring to the forum poster. But, I mean, you could upload the JPEG. Okay. And this is why I said he should read this. Mm -hmm. You know the link when you found it. Click on it, and it will probably redirect you through a few other websites first. The website itself varies in appearance. Some have described it a nearly blank, bare-bones site, while others say it was more decorated and stylized, with pictures, i.e. JPEGs, usually revolving around barter and trade. One individual described it as the, as all the text written through JPEGs of letters, <laughs> as though it was a ransom note. It seems like a lot of work to make this site. Yeah, yeah. Faraz is working on it right now. Oh, I forgot. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> though every single report shares the same basic features: a title reading, give a little, take a little, two text boxes. One blank, one titled Specifications, an address zip code form, and a submit button. But once you arrive, you may place the name of any item you desire in the text box. There are some restrictions, though. One, the item must be able to fit on your property. (laughs) Get off my lawn! (laughs) It can... So I can't ask for, like, a second of my property. <laughs> it can fit on your front porch, lawn, mailbox, or even your living room. Two, the item must exist. It cannot be a cure for cancer for cancer, or a philosopher's stone. Three, the item cannot be living. What? I wanted an elephant. Four, the item must be reasonable to transport and deliver. 
E.g., no asking price, no asking for a piece of the sun. A good rule of thumb is that if it is not deliverable via van or towing service, it is not viable for delivery. Now, they shouldn't have used the sun as an example because rule number one would cover the sun already. Yeah, it wouldn't fit on your lawn. It can't fit in my living room. Mm. Number five, the item must not be unique. You cannot ask for the original Mona Lisa. Six, the item cannot cause major disturbances. You cannot ask for the entirety of the co- for the contents of Fort Knox. The too long, don't read, didn't read version is don't ask for stupid shit. I'm not sure what I could ask for. I, I think I could ask for a pack of Pokemon cards, and that's about it. I'm so Video glad. games, consoles. You can get a six-pack of beer and a, and a pack of Marlboro Lights the way this is going. I guess so, yeah. I'm so glad you knew that TLDR meant that, because if you had said TLDR, I would have said, what does that mean? What does that mean? Too long, didn't read. Oh, I wasn't listening, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing your parameters... Enter your item and the address of delivery. Put any specifications about delivery or about the item in the specifications box. Once you are done, press submit and then exit the website. Then simply wait a few business days. (laughs) How many is a few? I I always heard that a few was six. No, a few is two. I took a few as three. A few is three or more. Is it? Yeah, I always view couple as two and then few as three. Yeah. Okay. Make sure to leave your door unlocked if you asked it to be delivered into your home. Or the gate unlocked if you wanted it on your lawn. Oh, so it's Amazon Prime. The item you requested will arrive as long as you didn't ask for something not allowed by the above rules or made it impossible to deliver. But don't be surprised if something else goes missing, especially if it was of equal value as a thing you got. I asked for Smash Mouth. You asked for then you are cards. not having anything taken away from you. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a few dollars from your wallet, some jewelry, or even more expensive things like computers, TVs, and in one extreme case, a car. <gasps> but my car has scratches on the back. <laughs> from that monster that They still can... want it? It might take longer to happen if you order the item to a P.O. box. Of course. Don't try and stop it. And don't think it won't happen. You entered your address, remember? After all, it's give a little, take a little, right? What? <gasps> bum, bum, bum. This was oh. the worst. Why is that the worst? It was so long and tedious, and it went nowhere. <laughs> it was perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Creepy Pasta Theater for Halloween slash Thanksgiving. Yes. The holiday season. I swear to God, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Les Nessman. The horror! The horror! Why don't we rate the beer? Who's going first? I will go first. Go first. I'm giving it a six. I love it, too. I think it's awesome. Yep. It's really good. Um, but, you know, I can't drink a stout unless it has coffee in it. Um, heavy on the coffee. It's very heavy on the coffee, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Um goes 9%. down really smooth, too. What? 9%. You're pro- if you can finish that whole thing, you're going to get a buzz out of it. You never I? have I'm working on it. 
Well, since you agree with me, what's your rating? I give it a six as well. I'm I just would have gonna, never guessed that since I'm, you agreed with him. I'm just going to read what it says on the label. It says, inspired by explorers who boldly travel into the dark depths of the unknown to expand our understanding of the universe. This Belgian-inspired imperial stout expands your horizons with incredible depths of roasted malt flavor, rich notes of cocoa, dark fruits, roasted nuts, and mild dock. Oak. Oh. Mild duck? <laughs> duck. There's duck in this? Duck or dak like Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh. Mild oak. As you enter the darkness, open up your mind and see where the unknown takes you. We should have read that before we read all the creepy This is dedicated to Star Trek. This was very apt for this. <laughs> I'm boldly going where no beer drinker has gone before. I'm just surprised. That into the dark in roast. It's a six. It is a very, very coffee-heavy stout that is very pleasant on the palate. It's got a nice label. It's got a nice flavor. It's 9%, which is always a nice bonus. The bottle is a unique shape compared to other other ones. So, it's... it's Shut up. <laughs> Hi, Nicole's mom. <laughs> Hi, Nicole's mom. A typical beer bottle is 12 ounces, and this one is 12.68. It's just a little bigger. Just how she likes it. <laughs> All right, Mr. Beer Expert, what do you think? Oh, I'm giving it a six. Ooh, wow. There you go. See? I love it. Great flavor. Really smooth. High alcohol content. Everything I would have preferred it. to drink this out of a glass since it's a stout. Does but that make a difference? I'm yes, I would have drank it a lot quicker. I feel oh, like okay. on draft this would be amazing. Yes. This is just one of those ones. Like a stout, I think should always be in a glass. Mm-hmm. You can drink it out of a bottle because you pace yourself better. Mm-hmm. But to get a full flavor from it, it should be in a glass. Yeah, chug it. No, it just <laughs> it's so much smoother that way. Okay, I'm learning. All right, Faraz. Um, like Chris, I enjoy the label. Uh-oh. I yeah, that's it. What? What just happened? It's a compliment sandwich. You say something positive, you say something negative, and then you end with something positive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I get mostly cocoa on my palate than coffee, but I like that as well. So I have to still give it a six, like everyone else. All right. Wow! wow. I thought this was going to be one of those backhanded things of right? his, where it's like so. Yeah. But compliment sandwich. <laughs> nice. I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna be the one who didn't like it. Well, the way you started off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got any emails? Uh, yeah. Except my emails are being used as a coaster. <laughs> uh, if anybody would like to email us, I hope we- quick, quick question is: What are those cursed stamps on the email? What? Is there a cursed stamp on the email? No. Okay. Then go ahead. Nobody uses stamps in emails. Really? You don't have to use a stamp in an email? No. Then what have you been buying all these stamps for? <laughs> I don't know, but I hope none of them I are I send like 40 emails a day. It's cost me so much money. Oh my goodness. You're getting ripped off. I know. So I can't anybody, even see my computer screen. If anyone How do like you to- see your computer screen? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. If anyone would like to email us, our email address is podcast42show at gmail.com. Make sure to type the numbers four and two and don't spell out the words 42. So podcast42show at gmail.com. Our first email today? Yep. No, just one. We just have one email today. It's from Al E. Gator. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait. There you go. Who? Pause for Al E. Gator. Okay. Mr. Gator? Yes, Mr. Gator. Al. Al Gator. To his friends. Al Gator says or asks, what was your most favorite Halloween costume as a kid? His middle name must be Ebenezer. Al Ebenezer Gator. Yes. What was your most favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Like the one that you dressed up as? I would no, guess, yeah. No, just what you always wanted to be. <laughs> the one you didn't dress up as. Yeah, I wish I could have done this, but... <laughs> oh, I see, I like being a witch. I liked witches a lot. So, when was that your costume? A few times when I was a kid. When did it stop being your costume? Oh, oh. look at how funny you are. Oh. <laughs> I was into witchcraft. It was kind of cool. So, that was, that was my favorite one as a kid. All right, so I'm going to... Be old here for a second. You're not old. The costumes, most of the costumes that were popular when I was a kid had that stupid plastic mask. And yeah. Then, uh, like the tablecloth-y vinyl. Yeah. And it tied in the back. So none of the costumes when I was a kid was my favorite. They were all cheap and, and terrible. They lasted for about halfway through Halloween, and then you usually got a rip in the legs and the little string on the mask broke. The homemade costumes were the best. I never, yeah. I was never thought to do a homemade costume. I wish I did. Until you met your wife. But my <laughs> favorite costume was my two boys one year. One went as um, Jeff Hardy and one went as John Cena. And <laughs> They couldn't do the full Hardy boys? Nobody ever wants to be Matt Hardy. No, no. It's too bad. The youngest was John Cena. This is early in his career. But I have a good question. How did you see his costume? Well, you couldn't see him. Exactly. But they did a, the both costumes are sp- spot on and uh, to do uh Jeff Hardy's little glove things, I had to special order them on Amazon and they were like 40 bucks. Oh my god. And I'm like you're going to wear this more than once. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still wearing them? No, I don't know where they went. Too bad. <laughs> but we painted his face and everything. He was spot on Jeff Hardy. Got him the tank top jeans the black jeans and went to spencer's gifts and got him uh one of those funky belts that jeff wore and john cena was real easy he just we just did needed a trucker Jinkos? hat and a john cena t-shirt and he was good to go did you get him the jinkos to wear too yeah did they halloween in canada yes did yes, they dress did. up mm-hmm. same Is it true that they don't give candy in canada they give you poutine and tim hortons that's not. I true. would love that. <laughs> that would be perfect. Halloween. Dump Timbits and and poutine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Just fill the bottom of my bag with French fries and gravy. Hell yeah! I guess when I was growing up, my Halloween costumes were kind of like the ones Chris uh, explained. Um, but my favorite Halloween costume is the one that I actually spent a lot of time putting together as an adult. The Assassin's Creed one, where I just kind of bought pieces that went with it until I had everything that I needed to go as Ezio. From Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, Who? Ezio Auditore de la Firenze. Assassin's Creed 2. It's a good costume. Including the gauntlet, which was 40 it's bucks. It's decked out. And I've I used know, that I hear he does role play now. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen it on Facebook. Didn't you post a picture? Yeah. You want Don't you Facebook? have a Spider-Man costume too? Yeah. The spider, they have the Spider-Man tights and the black Spider-Man suit. You also have a Ghostbusters one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be cool. I would mm-hmm. like to wear that. That's an easy one. It's just this the big um, the Ghostbuster coveralls. But you got all. the pro the the pack. 
I don't know where it went. I lost it at a Halloween party once. Oh, that's I have so no oh, idea. That's what a good happened. Halloween party, then you were drinking enough. <laughs> no one's gonna call you. <laughs> no. What about you, Jail? Uh, I was the Phantom of the Opera one year. That was awesome. Oh wow! Nice. That is not like what I awesome would expect you to Butler. say. What did you expect him to say? I don't a know. A wrestler. Mad Max. <gasps> oh no, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I think you should dress as Mad Max, and we'll tie you to the front of my car. Oh, we're going to go trick or treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, where can you find us? Everywhere. Spotify, apparently. Apparently, yeah. I got an email that we're on there. But, never really? Yeah. yeah. I missed that email. Um, But we recommend you listen to us on Spreaker because Spreaker pays us. And I mean. It goes towards beer. It's a free app yes. to download Spreaker and listen to us. You have to do nothing and we get paid. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, Spreaker, Apple Podcast, all the stuff. Podcast Garden, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, you just anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. You can find us on our official Podcast Forty Two Show Facebook group. It will ask you how you heard about us when you go to join. But we accept everybody. We post lots of memes. We have a lot of interactive community type posts. Lots of funny stuff. Um, what else? It's one of my favorite places to hang out. It is. It's a it's a fun community that we've got going mm-hmm. on. And you can catch us on Patreon too. Yes. Besides the we beg for money parts, there's also some free stuff on there too. Some extra stuff. Like our fun sound checks. We have fun sound checks. Yeah, you got to pay for those. Yeah. Well, pay for them. Pay for our beer, please. <laughs> if you're listening to this show, you should want to help out. Just and to a keep the bit. lights on. It's just a little bit of money, I promise. It's not a lot. Would like some beer requests also, if you know anything that we might be able to get. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Recommendations are always welcome. Because this is probably, well, some some shows we did two beers, so yeah. I think Dueling this might beers. be episode 78 or 79, and we've done more than 78 or 79 beers oh, o- yeah. over, the, over the history of the show, so... We'll definitely Some take suggestions. Yeah. Some I don't want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> but if you did, it's on the website on podcast42show.wordpress.com. Yes. And they bring back bad memories whenever I go and look at those beers. <laughs> like the watermelon one? Oh, oh. Or the salted caramel one where we jacked all the Faraz's whipped cream at his house. I thought that was the Neapolitan. Oh, no. <laughs> I think my favorite unusual beer was the mixing of the two sea dog beers. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. I remember that. Was that was a dogfish head. Oh, dogfish, yeah. With the, the sour and... Yeah. The coconut. The coconut. I knew it was a mm. dog something. <laughs> so if you want to see that recipe, you can see that on that website. Yeah. What was the website again? Podcast42show.wordpress.com. Make sure to use the numbers for two. All right, well, that's it. That's the end of our scary episode. It was very scary. I was scared. I peed my pants. No, you didn't. I did. By laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Nicole Fassone. I'm JL Trose. And I'm Fraz. Hey. All right. That's it. See you later. Bye. Fairly well. That's a shirt now. It is. Go buy it. You are no longer listening to Podcast 42. Some of the stuff you just heard might have been embellished, made up, or just plain incorrect. In other words, don't use this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. 
just like all the hosts. But I'm not done yet. JL's Beer Cooler is written and performed by Cremo. Cremo is an award-winning actor and musician. For all things Cremo, including more great music, visit Cremo.com. That's spelled C-R-A-Y-M-O. He is on Twitter at Cremo. Facebook, just search Cremo Music. And also on YouTube under, you guessed it, Cremo.